Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished broom closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. I am your host, Mark Seavey, Special Projects Council of the American Legion. Jeff Daly, Hollywood Post 43, formerly of Michigan. Of Michigan? I don't, you're not in Michigan. But you I know am what is from the... Michigan, though. This oatmeal stout came to me from Michigan. That's why I was showing it. Look, I don't know if you can see, but... Wow. You just keep random stuff on your desk. I know it's, you got like tuna I, up in there. You've got your what, you drizzle got, sauce. I have got tuna, all I have drizzle sauce, and I have oatmeal stout. Call me crazy, but who doesn't have those three items in That's their office? That is a breakfast right? of champions, my friend. Straight up. Yes. Yes. Mm. All right, Ashley, who's taking shots at me before I even introduce her. Ashley Garbolja Maldonado from our nation's capital. Welcome. Hello. What is the I can and I will in the background next to the... That's like my personal mantra. I can, I will, and watch me. Okay. Yeah. That's, I don't think my, I have a mantra. Calling. That's like my mantra. So whenever people are like, Ashley, how are you so awesome? Are you doing this stuff? And I'm just like, Wait, people I don't know. say that? Yeah. <laughs> how often does this conversation come <laughs> up? You know what? Hold on. <laughs> let, me, let me digress. I have done a lot of exceptional things. To which I usually am quite humbled. Okay, let's start there. But really? What? Anyway, so the I can and I will watch me statement came from a lot of people telling me no, that I couldn't do things, and then me just proving them wrong. So it's really the embodiment and taking away a double negative and saying like, yeah, I will, and I will do these things. I'll do them great and well. And Same fabulous. thing happens with me and my wife, only it's about my 5.30 bedtime. I can and I will go to bed at 5.30 after watching <laughs> Star Wars. So, yes. Well, wow. however you want to apply my mantra, by all means. I'm going to steal by it because means. a lot of people, have... uh, so many people just come up to me randomly on the street and they're like, how are you so awesome? And I think to myself, I can and I will be awesome. That's just me. <laughs> you know, now you're just making fun, but you know and what? The, and the best part, Mark, is that you're humble while, while saying, oh, watch humble. me. Very humble. Now, now, being I really a marine, did do myself, a good job setting myself up here. Being a marine myself, mine's monosyllabic. So when someone says, "How are you?" I just go, "Duh." <laughs> no, Duh. I'm surprised you haven't like owned the Semper Gumpy, like always flexible. Like, hey, what's up? I don't know. Wow. Maybe. No, okay. So much I can say. Look, I'm not doing we... really. I'm not doing well too far. We're only a few minutes in. I'm <laughs> just setting myself up. Let's just yep. roll with we it. We can only we can only go up from here. Let's do yep. it. All right. Story number one. Lawmakers are frustrated over the White House's total lack of urgency in helping Afghan interpreters. This is a story from Politico. House lawmakers are increasingly frustrated with the Biden administration's lack of progress in expediting special immigrant visas for thousands of Afghans who have worked closely with the U.S. as the deadline to withdraw all U.S. troops from the country gets closer. Lawmakers have been completely underwhelmed, uh, this is a quote here, 
Lawmakers have been completely underwhelmed by the total lack of sense of urgency or a plan to prioritize the safety of thousands of Afghan interpreters and others who qualify for such visas and will be hunted down by the Taliban if the Biden administration does not take action, said Michael Waltz of Florida, a former Green Beret who served with Afghan interpreters during his deployment. The day the last U.S. soldier wheels up out of Bagram Air Base, we're handing these people a death sentence. Uh, this is not... Uh, interjecting here, but this is not a particularly uh, partisan effort here because he, it, the actual group that Waltz is a part of is led by Jason Crow, Democrat out of Colorado, uh, who had sent a letter to the Biden administration to expedite the visa approval process. Um, despite an authorized cap of 26,500 special immigrant visas, only 16,000 have been issued since Congress set up the program back in 2009. So again, there's only been 16,000 issued. By way of contrast, in April, we had 178,000 people were apprehended at the southern border, and we're struggling to get 16,000 people in under a special immigrant visa. I guess I'll go to you, Jeff. What do you think on this one? I think... uh, I don't know if we talked about this before or if I just randomly rant in the streets, but this this whole the fact that we even have to talk about this is so infuriating to me that you would that you would leave your allies hanging and guess what? The next country you go to, people are going to know about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 frustrating to say the least and I and it and one of the things I love about our American Legion is that we have millions of people and I and we have ideas bubbling up from millions of people and somebody somewhere wrote a resolution about this nonsense and I'm going to read to you just the result today. Uh, there's a lot of whereases and if you've read a resolution, basically the whereases just tell you this is all the stuff that's messed up and then it's the resolved and here's how I propose solvency, and that's what we're going to share today. Resolved by the National Executive Committee of the American Legion in regular meeting assembled in Indianapolis, Indiana on October 17 through 18, 2018, that the American Legion urges the President of the United States and the U.S. Congress to recognize the contributions of Afghan and Iraqi special immigrant visa recipients and priority to refugee admissions program recipients who stood shoulder to shoulder with, assisted and protected the U.S. military service members, U.S. diplomats and government agents, non-governmental organizations and media organizations during the U.S. involvement in those countries. Now, I'm happy as a pig in slop that the American Legion had the wisdom to do this. I'm upset as a eater who's got slop on their bacon left over from the pigs. I don't know. I lost my uh, train of thought there. But I don't like slop. And I feel like this was a sloppy, sloppy uh, scenario by the the DOD on this or, or, or whomever. Just, I don't know if it was a DOD and I apologize if it wasn't their decision. But whoever made this decision to just, ah, they'll be fine uh, is clueless to say the least. Yeah, I don't think to any one person is like, they're going to be okay. I think there's just no sense of urgency over there. It apparently takes like 500 days to process one of these. And we've got 
90 some odd days left here before we leave. I, these guys are going to get killed. They're going to get killed, and that's on us. Ashley, what do you got on this one? I think this is incredibly disturbing considering that if any of these folks were at Taliban check marks and had documentation supporting that they had, in fact, been a interpreter or helped any of the U.S. forces, they would just they would be killed instantly. Like, there's there's no doubt about it in my mind. And, you know, for those, like, I think the problem goes far beyond, you know, Afghans being eligible for special visas because it's really a fraction of, you know, who may need our help. So if you think about the families, right, you think about all the different potential Taliban advances as Americans withdraw. And I think we're going to set ourselves up for, I mean, really just, we look super terrible. Like, these are individuals who said, we're going to stand beside you as an ally. And we just kind of left them hanging out there. So, you know, and, you know, there's just, there's a lot of activists. There's, I know there's women rights activists out there. There's civic leaders, there's teachers, there's others who may have, you know, be hunted by these insurgents due to relation of the interpreter or the family member of, or anyone who's really trying to, you know, fight against what's going on over in Afghanistan. You know, it's just, um, it's just really interesting. And I think, you know, for many, you know, Afghans who are fleeing Taliban control areas um, and other parts of the country run by Afghan government, like it's just how can we not have how do we how are we making this more difficult than it needs to be? I just in my brain, every the solution seems simple, but I know that it's not, but it can be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, these people fought alongside us. if if they were okay to go out on missions with soldiers, that's enough vetting that I need. Like, I, I mean, just let them in. I mean, for love, Pete, you're letting everybody in the world in across the southern border. How about just get these guys on a plane out of Bagram? Or well, you girls, know, Mark, it's, I mean, it's, sorry. Yeah, it's, I'm just, this is an issue that's bothered me since when I came back. Like, this, in 2005, I was already like, we've got to get these people out. Like, if you put in one year as an interpreter, we got we got to make an allowance for these people. And here we are, you know, 15 years after I got out, and we're like, oh, well, we really ought to consider doing that since we're turning the country over in three months. It's insane. Yeah. You know, the, what's, and I'm, I'm withholding uh, an epic rant, but I will just say that it's, it's making me think bureaucracy kills. Mm-hmm. And it and it's also and bureaucracy doesn't understand loyalties and things like that. And it takes us back to why the American Legion started in the first place because veterans weren't being taken care of when they got home. And and it's uh, and we had to force that issue. And now we're you know fast forward to now, and we're having they're not they're not veterans per se because but they certainly were critical to our mission there. And again, bureaucracy has the ability here to literally kill people. Mm. And again, we have to step up and force the issue. And it's, it's frustrating that we don't, learn, we don't learn anything from history. Every time I see a scientist or a whatever, and I'm like, where's the historian? Because you can go back and see the same frickin' mistakes have been made over and over again. And in this case, it's somebody needs to be able to override and veto bureaucracy because it shouldn't take that long. You put them on a plane, make them a refugee, bring them here. 
give them a nice apartment until their paperwork goes through if it takes that long. But do not let bureaucracy leave them standing there to be have a trial by bullet because that's what will happen, a trial by bullet, and it's unacceptable. I agree. Right. All right, let's go to our first commercial break, and we will be right back in 30 seconds. Diddly, The American Legion is veteran strength in America. We're in your community, supporting veterans, service members, and their families, enriching the lives of young people and promoting citizenship and patriotism. Our members are passionate about these core values. Help strengthen America by joining the American Legion today. For more information, go to legion.org slash join. All right, and we are back, and topic number two today is going to be Miss Ashley. Miss Ashley, you are up. Hello, hello. All right. So, the story I'm going to go over, if you're laughing already. Then... Well, I, I, got, I had to laugh because it was like, you're hello, hello, and I was like, I started seeing I could have been Pink like, Floyd all right, all right, all right. Yeah. I could have led with that. <laughs> oh, okie dokie. Oh, ooh, you know what? No, I'll make a Ned Flanders. Oakley dokley. <laughs> Woo, let's, <laughs> hiya, neighbor. <laughs> Neighborino, all right. So, speaking of your friendly civilian neighborino citizen soldiers, so lawmakers are proposing $200 million for a new guard quick reaction force to aid capital security. So, as you're all aware, insurrection took place January 6, 2021. And the District of Columbia Air National Guard is looking potentially, potentially, right? Nothing's official yet, but uh, to receive $200 million to set up a quick reaction force that service members, that service members would then therefore be, you know, able to respond to any violence or threats on Capitol Hill under a $1.9 billion security supplemental, uh, supplemental bill unveiled by House leaders on this previous well friday i'll double check that but so basically the package includes nearly 521 million dollars for anticipated pay and operations costs for still ongoing guard deployments to protect congress in the wake of the attack on the capitol in january reimbursement costs nearly match the amount of money in the measure for future ground security projects around the capitol complex it also includes retractable fencing designed to prevent a large surge of crowds into the cap excuse me, into the grounds during uh, future protests and events. So, interesting, I'm just kind of like, as a former guardsman, I'm just like, how how, re how quick, how reactionary can it be, right? Like, I just know too much as a National Guard, <laughs> former non-commissioned officer, about how quick, quick is. Um, but I think it's important to recognize that in the emergency security supplemental uh, like response to January 6th, so like the bill summary itself, um, it covers, you know, uh, for example, salaries to backfill overtime expected for Capitol Police, um, includes like hazardous pay, millions of uh, million, or I think it's 3.6 million for retention bonuses and 2.5 million for tuition credits to help with retention. Um, and these are specifically for Capitol Police can hire, train, and deploy more officers to benefit uh, and retain current officers. And you've got $3.32 million for Intelligence Division and Human and Technical Resources. Um, you've got stuff under here for equipment and services, reimbursement for equipment and services, legal services, cellular phone capability, 
wellness and trauma support. Um, yeah, so the legislation would also rename the Capitol Police Wellness Program the Howard C. Howie Liebengood Center for Wellness. So, like, there's a bunch of stuff in here, okay? I'm just naming a few. Like, there's some other stuff wrapped up in here from Architect of the Capitol to Library of Congress to Federal Bureau of Prisons to National Park Services to U.S. Marshals. Like, it's pretty robust. So, it's not just the National Guard, but they are a small component in this proposed bill. But that's who we're talking about. We're talking about the National Guard. Right, so, right. So what I'm saying is, for all of our listeners, you know, when you are reading some of the story, right, you're going to have the National Guard piece, but know that there are other things that are inside this bill, because sometimes we see it and we just take it for face value and we say, oh, that whole thing is for that. I know how that happens in the media. We're just going to clarify that there's other stuff in this bill in summary. And for this case, the District of Columbia Air National Guard will receive $200 million to have a quick reactionary force. How do we feel about a quick reactionary force here in D.C.? I hope, I definitely hope it's not a reactionary force. I hope it's a oh. reaction force. What but uh, reactionary, reactive? Yeah, reactionary is a, a whole other thing that we, we hope that they're going to fight against. Now, reaction, it does say reaction that... Reaction force, yes. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It does say that it's $200 million of a $1.9 billion dollar. Bill. So we so the, the math is there and it says it's a small amount. But kind of what we were talking about is early, and I'm gonna steal CV's point, you know, just as payback, is should this be should this be a mission of the guard? Is or should it be should it be a mission of the Capitol Police? And because they're already working, you don't have to call people. You don't have to call your dentist in from work to be like, oh, we got a reaction force we got to get to, you know. And it, is it how, yeah, like you said as well, how quick is quick when you have to call people from their regular lives to handle mm -hmm. this sort of thing? And I know I wasn't in, I was never in, uh, I was never in the guard, so I don't know the answer to those things. I know, uh, I know that you were, and I, I don't know, Mark, were you reserve or guard? Well, I, I was both at one point. Oh, you're both. He's been like in every military scenario yeah. that's ever existed. Since 1776. <laughs> I've, I've... He's a time traveler, everybody. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a bunch of problems with this, not the least of which is it seems like it's just a cash grab by various military entities. Like, I just don't fundamentally understand why protecting our capital has to be a military function. It seems to me it could be a police function just as well. Like, why not just say it's a civilian branch under the Capitol Police and get the people to sign up from, from soldiers who are getting out? From somebody who's like, you know what, I don't want to be deployed 50,000 times. I want to have a family and live in a nice area. Boom, you got it. You're going to be in Washington, D.C. You're going to be part of this quick reaction force. When I was on the QRF in Afghanistan, it was 20 minutes. From the time the call went up, you had to be on the bird in 20 minutes. And so we only had, I think it was like 500 meters that you could go from the hut. And there was like an alarm. It went off. Everybody came running. But like, I don't know. I don't understand how this is going to work. But then there's not too many rallies that just appear out of nowhere. I mean, there seems to be like a lot of 
parties that generate out of Twitter or whatever, and then there's 50,000 people at somebody's house. But most of these protests we've seen at the Capitol, they, they're they not a huge shock. Everyone knows they're coming. And in most, like even the January 6th one, they had applied for a permit. So, you know, maybe have them there. I, I don't know. I just don't really understand why it's a military function. It sounds to me like Burma or or, you know, Turkey or something, whenever there's... They bring in the military to protect the capital. I just don't think that's who we are as a society. I think we're a little more stable than that. I'd like to see it handled by a police force. But if it's got to be somebody, I'm still not even sure I understand why it's the National Guard. Like, are these people going to have, like you said, a regular job? Is he going to be a dentist? And the flare goes up and he's like, oh, you know, sorry about the half your tooth missing. I got to go stop people. The whole thing makes no sense to me. So, What also kind of seems redundant. If the if the situation devolves into an emergency situation, without needing two hundred million dollars, you can already activate the national guard. Like that's that's a thing. That's I thought one of the reasons why they exist in the first place there's, is uh, to handle these sort of things. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's the Virginia National Guard, the Maryland National Guard, the D.C. National Guard. There's Fort Myer. There's Henderson Hall for the Marines. There's Air Force, there's bowlings right there. Are you telling me we can't get anyone there in the amount of time? So what are they going to do? House these people in an underground bunker? And it's like, all right, here's your food. Stand there. Wait till when it goes green light, go out there with your baton and your shield. It just seems dumb to me. As a former MP, quick is not as quick as you'd think. No, it's not. But especially (laughs) especially when you have a system set up where... As they did, the Capitol Police have to contact the mayor of Washington, D.C. Then the mayor has to request the military to come in. And then the military has to bring every general within the tri-state area in to have a meeting about it. And by the time it gets down to PF2 Snuffy, he's like sitting at home eating Cheetos and playing Xbox. And you're like, how come he's not there already? Well, you've had 17 meetings about this and nobody bothered to call this guy. So, I don't know. The whole thing seems silly, but... I guess your mileage may vary. All right, Jeff, let's move on to number three. Uh, This one probably will not give me a coronary like the last one threatened to. No, no, this is... What do you got on this one? This isn't controversial at all, except... That's what I'm saying, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, DOD eases mask rules to follow new CDC guidance. Air Force Magazine reporting. I do have to say, like a little sidebar, Air Force Magazine, I I read that, and I thought... I bet that's glossy, and I bet it has, like, you know, a couple pictures and really big words and completely not for me. But I'm going to try to get through this, and hopefully they don't have any big, huge words for this marine brain. The Defense Department no longer requires masks at DOD facilities for fully vaccinated personnel. The guidance applies to everyone who is at least two weeks past receiving their final dose and covers both indoor and outdoor activities, according to a May 13th memo from Deputy Secretary of Defense, Kathleen H. Hicks. The memo was released the same day the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention updated its guidance for limiting COVID-19 transmission. The new CDC guidance says fully vaccinated people can resume pre-pandemic activities without wearing a mask or physically distancing, except where required by federal, state, local, tribal, or territorial laws, rules, and regulations, including local businesses and workplace guidance. Did you write that, C.B.? No, I, I just okay. found this one. I found this one kind of 
interesting because we've talked about all the people in the military that have refused it. And now if you say everybody who got the vaccine doesn't have to wear a mask, I'm guessing all those people who were anti-vaccine beforehand have suddenly come around on the fact that they don't want to wear a mask every day. And it's like, is this really what it's going to take? Like, what? But, Mark, the last paragraph of this says this. Commanders and supervisors can still make exceptions to ensure a safe workplace, Hicks wrote, but commanders and supervisors should not ask about an employee's vaccination status or use information about an employee's vaccination status to make decisions about how and when employees will report to a workplace instead of teleworking. So if you can't ask, everyone's going to, people who are anti-mask are just going to lie. That, that's why the whole thing just seems crazy to me. Like, it's, it's our new don't ask, don't tell. Are you vaccinated? You can't ask me that. And I'm not going to yeah. tell you that. Like, it's so it's like the Marine Corps as a whole, it's like 67% are refusing the vaccine. But amazingly, I have these 100 Marines here and every one of them is vaccinated. So it must be you <laughs> other. This, this is unworkable. But whatever. I mean. Ashley. Yeah, my biggest concern is for folks that have said, I'm going to wait this out or they believed whatever mythical non-factual whatever they're whatever wherever they're getting their info that isn't correct disinformation misinformation now those folks are like oh well things are going back to normal well it's a new normal and now that you know businesses like for example dc just opened up here like last week or something like that and like so many people were out right now it's like you don't know who is vaccinated, who isn't, who's just kind of faking the funk. So it's kind of like you got, like, you know, a sheep in, uh, I'm sorry, a wolf in sheep's clothing kind of thing. Because now it's like, I'm going to wear a mask just to be safe, even though I am fully vaccinated, because I know there are people like that out there. And I know that soldiers will do that. Like, there is a bunch of E4 mafia shenanigans that will happen. Like, they will just be like, oh, no, you can't ask me that, right? They're going to play that card, like... I did you I, just call people sheep? Unbelievable. Sheep. I'm saying yeah. that's that, like the argument. A lot yeah. of it, oh you sheep. Well, that's the thing. Like I get really concerned that now, you know, for the percentage of Americans who have taken I would say positive steps in becoming vaccinated to ensure the collective, you know, health of all Americans. Now, potentially, long-term, when you've got different, you know, strains or say there's another outbreak or something, right? Like, now it's just like, okay, like Mark said, it's kind of like our new don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. It's like, you can't ask me. I'm not going to tell you. And then, like, you know, the people who did get it are, like, carrying around their little COVID vaccine cards as, like, a badge of honor, right? You, you did mention this, the Spec 4 Mafia, and I did want to say that my wife went and got vaccinated the other day at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And we drove over there, and it was na- it was all Indiana National Guard. Every single soldier I saw was an E-4. Every last one of them, not one, like E6 watching over this thing. And it was run so flawlessly, I could not have been more. The E4 Mafia is real, and they should run everything. Like, (laughs) just run everything because I got Girl Scout cookies, I got a t-shirt, and I got a wife who's vaccinated. (laughs) Like, 
and I was out in 17 and a half minutes. It's hard. That's fantastic. Like, right? It was a pit stop. Yeah, it was and, a real pit stop. Yeah, and, and you it have was Girl great. Scout cookies. Yeah, there was like there was like two soldiers that were checking the list. Then there was one that was given the shot, and then there was like 15 that were just kind of sitting there in the grass. And I was like, Bravo, National Guard, Bravo! There is no reason to make 17 people work when three can do it. Yes, so. thank you, thank you for thank you for giving a shout out to the lower enlisted folks who do amazing things every day, and their LTs take credit for it. Yeah, there were no LTs taking credit, and I applauded them for that. But Bravo. All right, let's move on because we're basically on schedule here. But we will take our next commercial break, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. Dingley, dingley. 100 Miles for Hope is back, and we're taking it to the next level. This year, you could choose over 40 different activities and track your progress on a handy mobile app. We have sweet swag to commemorate your journey, including tech shirts, baseball caps, hoodies, pins, patches, and challenge coins. All proceeds from these purchases support veterans and military families through the Veterans and Children Foundation. Head to legion.org slash 100 miles to get started. All right, and we're back. Uh, we're, we've been goofing on Jeff here, which is completely unfair because we should have done that on air. But uh, rapid fire. Uh, Ooh, a this... new noise. A new noise, Mark? Well, what was it? It's it's only because this is about my favorite story, and I'm only <laughs> going to really read the title of the story. But Rear Admiral Jack Meoff fools real retired generals and admirals. So apparently, a group of more than a hundred retired generals and admirals were accusing Joe Biden of being a communist, uh, but they were pranked, pranked by a flag officer using the nom de guerre Rear Admiral Jack Meoff. Now, this is what i got to ask you. If there was one E4 that was compiling that list, would Jack Meoff have made it onto the list? <laughs> or would he, would he have picked up on this? Jack, your thoughts? First of all, that's, that's amazing. Kudos to this person. And then the rank they chose. Right. What a great pairing. Rear Admiral. He's rear in, Admiral Jack Meehan. He's in charge. He's in charge of that rear, and yep. it's oh, I. And these are well, first they're they're flag officers, who are coming together in a conspiracy theory, and of course they fell for this. <laughs> Look at the group. I I, I guess if we want to be more positive and less negative. We should applaud them that they didn't sign up, uh, you know, retired General IP Freely to join Jack Meoff on the list. But Ashley, what do you got on this? So I am a big consumer of The Simpsons. And this just reminds me of like a call Bart would make to Moses Slack at Amanda. Amanda Hug and Kiss. Yeah, man. Amanda Hug and Kiss. Do I have Amanda Hug and Kiss here? Can I rear admiral, rear admiral, jack me off? Is there a jack me off here? <laughs> I love well, it. Funny. It's just so. Uh... Well, CB, I'm just worried about your your alternative flag officer, the IP freely and jack me off because you never know what's coming out of the tap in that kind of scenario. No, so... you don't. No, wow. You don't. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, to my boss, the national judge advocate. I'm sorry. <laughs> Very, very We sorry. love you. <laughs> All right, let's go to rapid fire two. Uh, for the past, this is Special Operations Forces bracing for Arctic missions. 
For the past two decades, U.S. Special Operations Forces have deployed to some of the most dangerous and inhospitable places on the planet to combat terrorist networks. With the Pentagon increasingly focused on great power competition, they may soon find themselves spending more time in a region that presents a unique set of challenges, the Arctic. All right, I'm not going to go into the whole thing because we know that the Arctic is important, but would it be awesome to be in the Arctic force or would it just suck? I feel like you'd be the only one to volunteer. Like, you're all about cold places. I know you would, 100%. Mm -hmm. I have no interest in, like, mountain warfare, cold. No. No. That's, Mm. it's, uh, they can plant their flag up there all day, as far as I'm concerned. Just, uh, no. And I grew up in Michigan, which is basically tropical Arctic. And it's true. I, I, I I can't. There was one group, and I, I know you guys hate my stories, but when I was in Greenland, they had, so Greenland is basically owned by Denmark, but part of the treaty was that Denmark had to patrol the coast of Greenland once a year in order to maintain control of it. And if they don't patrol, then they lose it. So they had these two guys on a dog sled team that go out while it's pitch dark year-round, and they go to one place, and they drop this like inflatable house down and they sleep in the inflatable house for a night and then in the morning they send up a balloon they pick up the thing in a plane and move on but these two guys for six months out of the year patrol denmark with a dog sled team i can't imagine first of all you have to really be antisocial on another level but second of all you got to be freezing your cones off out there like i don't know this doesn't sound like a lot of fun but i would still sign up for it but, so well, Jeff, hold on, you're Mark. Doing it? Mark. Yes. I got to stick up for you right now. Ashley's acting bored with your story after she just read line by line budget items for a good two minutes. We have different levels of nerd, okay? Like Wait. there are just some things he gets on that I'm just Why like, hold on, let me point. You, let me... you keep going past Greenland. I'm talking about <gasps> Greenland, and you're not even showing hold Greenland on, on your pull thing. The globe up. Oh my God. For anybody who's That's only listening color. and not watching on YouTube, Ashley is playing with a globe. She's spinning <laughs> right. it around as if she recognizes any of the countries involved. Article 3. Mark and is article, ready to tell stories. Article 3, and I'm not going to read too much of this one because this one you're going to have to look up to see what I'm talking about. But uh, Joint Base Lewis McCord unit trains with new night vision goggles. Did you guys have a chance to look at the image through these night vision goggles? I have seen, I've seen similar stories. It's crazy. Uh, it's like predator vision from the old mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger. The, the, it is the craziest looking night. Whoa. If you've ever looked through night vision goggles, you can't make out anything. Everything's just sort of green. You can kind of see stuff. But this, like, puts outlines around people. Wild, wild looking stuff. I mean, Actually, it's like, is somebody playing a video? <laughs> I, uh... I went to open up the link here, and uh, it just started playing. So I uh, do apologize. No. Oh, all right. So but, the, uh, I will say first first reaction, wow. It looks yeah. really cool. You're right. Definitely got some old war predator kind of stuff going on. It's yeah, like I they like stole it. it's like they stole night uh the, the 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 night feature of cell phones. I mean, they're getting the military's finally catching up with cell phones. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, it looks wild. It's, crazy. it's a lot it's a lot easier to see somebody when they're not just varying shades of green. So, all right, in our fourth story, which I actually liked only a, a smidge less than I liked the Jack Meoff story, Joint, uh, it's Joint Base Andrews reopens after bomb hoax, suspect in custody. 
But actually, that's not the part that cracked me up about this story. Uh, on February 4th, this is from the story which was in the Air Force Times. On February 4th, an unarmed homeless man sporting a cap resembling mouse ears arrived at the base, drove around for five hours, and boarded a C-40 transport jet used to ferry distinguished passengers. The intruder, 36-year-old Joseph Armstrong, was arrested for roaming the flight line without author- authorization. A service inquiry found that the guard on duty let Armstrong in without properly checking his credentials because he was distracted by issues in his home life. The man was able to enter the flight line through a malfunctioning gate left open. They let a homeless guy with Mickey Mouse ears not just get onto the base, but get on an airplane. What are you doing, Air Force? And this is Andrews. There's like top secret spook type stuff going on there. If you can't catch a homeless guy with Mickey Mouse ears coming onto your base, I don't know what hope the rest of us have. Oh, man. I should have brought my Mickey Mir- my, my Mouse ears out for this one. Opportunity I'm, missed. I, I can't even. <laughs> you just Words. imagine just rolling up okay. in a patrol car. Uh, sir? S- sir? <laughs> gonna have to no, I mean, wor- words are leaving. Words are leaving my brain. Uh, and I would say that the problem seems to be, I, I, I remember people used to say, if you walk around with a clipboard, that you could get away with anything. Yeah. But I don't think I could ever have gotten onto, uh, you know, a heavily guarded military installation. But maybe it's a clipboard and, and ears. I mean, I, 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 have, I don't really have words. That's how stupid this is. I'm, I'm flummoxed. Who sits in a guard tower and they're like, oh, there's a homeless guy with Mickey Mouse ears. I think I, I'm so distracted by my home life. Like, you got to get that guy out of the guard tower. Like, everybody's head should roll on this one. This is... Oh, yeah. And then, like, you're, you're on the flight line and this guy gets on wearing Mickey Mouse ears, gets on a, you know, C4 or whatever you... Nobody's like, dude, what are you doing here? And it's a VIP. It's a VIP airplane. Like, what I is this guy from the VIP? This is just a dude. Well, ah, clearly crazy. he was under orders. Clearly he was under orders from Rear Admiral Jack Meoff. Yeah, yeah. It's, I.P. Freely was club. right there with him. I'm telling you. All right, we will go to shout-outs, and I'm going to start with mine. Mine is to uh, AmVets, which has announced that despite the... DOD saying you can't use the Pentagon parking lot for the rolling to remember. AMVETS is like, all right, we're, we won't use the Pentagon. So they're using uh, RFK Stadium, some of the parking lots there. They're going to do the same thing. So good on you, AMVETS. Uh, way to keep it alive so that we can continue on this tradition that needs to keep going on. But Jeff, what's your shout out today? I got a shout out to a 12-year-old in Copenhagen, New York. Uh his name is Hunter Booth, and he was given the American Legion Youth Hero Award. Uh, I don't know how many we give out, but uh, it looks like, I mean, it's less than 100 in the state. Um, and he got it for, apparently, he was in a pool, saw a younger child go underwater, spring into action, and it was his quick thinking that got him the award. And it was, uh, they tried to, I mean, this kid isn't just heroic. He's also, you know, he's also got a pretty sharp mind. They tried to fool him. They tried to say it was, uh, they were going to have a ceremony for somebody else honoring their service in the American Legion. 
But Hunter saw the truck with his name on it pull up, and he's like, yeah, I think this is for me. So shout out to Hunter for not just being brave, but also being brilliant. And uh, congratulations to you for your award that he got. Get this, a certificate, a medal, and a personalized jacket showing off his accomplishment and a hat with his name on it. And that has got to be the best delivery Emblem Sales has ever made. That was brilliant. And I, and they brought it to him in a truck with his name on it. So the next time I order something from Emblem Sales, I want a truck pulling up with my name on it and just giving me my stuff. Oh, yeah. We'll 100% make that happen. Not, no questions asked. All right, Ashley, what do, you, do you have one today? Um, I actually wanted to uh, just take a moment to recognize we ran a story on the 26th and uh, it is entitled Ghost Star Mother Shares Pride for U.S. Flag. Um, so Pamela Hall Cooper of Nampa, Idaho, shared uh, legiontown.org that her rally around the flag moment of uh, military funeral service for her son Curtis, who was killed in Iraq. So I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Pamela's uh, family, uh, to her, her son, who unfortunately has, has passed, um, and just kind of us as, as, as a legion, you know, sharing some of these stories and allowing others to have an opportunity to share these stories is so important. Um, and moving into June, you know, June 14th is uh, Flag Day. Um, I know that we've got some really great social media posts out there about, you know, rallying, uh, rallying beside the flag, around the flag, around the flag. Around the flag, I believe, yeah, rallying around the flag. So we have some social media out there, um, you know, really, uh, you know, leading up to, to Flag Day and all of the cool things about our programs for um, honoring the flag. And I just wanted to kind of take a moment and shout out that family and recognize their loss and, um, you know, moving into Memorial Day as well as beyond and remembering folks. Very good. Mm -hmm. All right, folks. Uh, remember, if you're going to sign up for, uh, for things, use your own name. Stop using the fake ones we've been giving you. Nobody needs an Amanda <laughs> hug and kiss on the... Uh, on the uh, generals list. So, uh, and also don't forget to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. Make sure you leave us a thoughtful note and we will probably read it on a future episode. You can send us feedback and love notes to Tango Alpha Lima at legion.org or give us ideas for guests and or topics. Until next week, Jeff, Ashley, good seeing you and look forward to talking to you guys next week. Bye.